Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Victory Point Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Matt Yaunt, and I'm serving as your host this week. I'm sort of the floating host. Uh, Whenever we need a host for a week, I step in. I'm not literally floating right now. I'm sitting in a chair, and across from me is my friend Brad Hahn. Say hi, Brad. Hello, everybody. Yeah, Brad, thanks for agreeing to do this with me. I've been wanting to uh, podcast with you for a while. Um, I've always enjoyed our our conversations about God and looking forward to sharing that with other people. Um, Hey, for those who might not know who you are, uh, can you just give a quick uh, introduction of of who you are? Tell us about your family, where do you work, how long you've been at Victory Point, just anything like that. Yeah, Uh, so as Matt said, Brad Hahn. Uh, you may have seen me on the uh, the Zoom or the failed Zoom preaching experience oh, yeah. this winter. That's right. Uh, so if this the audio doesn't work, it's totally my fault. I've got a terrible <laughs> track record with all this stuff. Uh, I think it's the devil. But uh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, but been at Victory Point uh, since before is Victory Point actually with my family, uh, with my parents, and then uh, my wife and I have now been married for I'm going to get this wrong uh, since 2013. Nice. I'm not doing math in my head right now. I remember uh, I was yeah, there. Yeah, Matt was there. He actually married us. So like he was the officiant, actually. He didn't like marry us. Right. But, yeah. You're married to Rachel. Yeah, I married, married Rachel. To he married. Yeah. He did the service. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then we have three boys, uh, six, five, and two. Uh, so all of my stuff is broken um, <laughs> <laughs> or will be soon. Uh, and yeah, we live on the north side of Holland and uh, I work at my family business. Uh, we're a manufacturing shop. So we build cool stuff. And that is called Impact Fab because I'm reading it on your shirt right it's now. true. Yeah, I'm wearing a barbecue shirt yes. for those of you who can't see us right now. Yeah. Um, man, that's right. I forgot. Uh, so Brad was part of our preaching cohort a year ago uh, during COVID. And um, you, you were scheduled to preach on a Zoom call. And uh, that was the morning that Zoom crashed. Yes, and we nationwide. Were, nationwide. Crashed. And we were not yeah. able to have a Zoom worship that morning. And uh, I think we gathered, what, like on a Tuesday yeah, night? Instead. Special Tuesday edition. <laughs> who, who came up with that idea? <laughs> that did terrible. not work at all. I'm sure I did. But, uh, man, thanks for being a good sport. We got to get you up in front of everybody live sometime. But I'm glad they can uh, just in, enjoy... Um, just kind of your insights this week on the podcast. Let me ask you just a fun question, Brad. Uh, what's the farthest you've ever been from Holland, Michigan? Ooh, I think geographically, the farthest I've ever been is probably like Pemba, Mozambique, or one of the outlying villages. Um, so Johannesburg is like a 16-hour flight from here, from Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, Pemba is another four-hour flight. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a long ways away. So. Yeah. You've been to Africa how many times now? I think five total. Five times? I lost track, but I think five. And that's work in partnership with? Uh, with Vox United. So doing uh, water well restoration and training and um, get basically just getting people clean water and teaching people how to get their own clean water and maintain systems and all that kind of stuff. That's so awesome. You actually have a, a working replica of that well in your front yard. Yeah, there's actually a, a Vox training well in the yard at my house so that we can uh, equip teams here uh, before uh, they go over there. Because the first time I touched a well, I was actually in Africa and I had read about it and somebody told me how to fix it. And I said, sure, I can do that. And then I got actually to Africa and I was like, holy cow, how does this thing work? <laughs> so we thought we'd fix that. So we built one over here. So we can at least um, have people have some hands-on experience before they actually 
get out in the field in the middle of nowhere and freak out. So. Yeah, I love it. And you built a truck, uh, a MOG or a yeah, blog yeah, or so, um, what's it called? Uh, a team and I built a, a Unimog uh, service Unimog. truck. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's basically a big German military truck that we outfitted to go through uh, the middle of nowhere in Africa uh, to just bring hope and clean water to people. I love so. it. We could spend a whole podcast talking about that stuff. Uh, I encourage anyone listening uh, who would like to know more about Vox and, and clean water and fixing wells in Africa, uh, just get a hold of Brad. Um, find him on a Sunday. Uh, reach out to him uh, through phone or email. Um, I'm sure he would love to share more about uh, that ministry and how people can support it and so forth. Yeah, I could talk about that for a long time. Yeah. Well, Although I don't really like talking about myself, so... Nope, you're talking about, about God and his redemptive work in the kingdom. Well, um, like I said, uh, we could talk about that all day, but uh, let's dive in today to our scripture. So for those of you who are new to this podcast at Victory Point, we've been following a daily Bible reading plan for about a year and a half, almost two years now. Uh, that just is a scripture that um, we read each day of the week, Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Thursday. Uh, if you want to participate in that, we have bookmarks that you can grab that guide you through each day's passage, or you could find information on that on our website or online. Um, a lot of us read the, the daily passage as part of our personal Bible study and, and morning devotions. But this podcast is a companion to that uh, Bible reading plan where uh, a couple of Victory Point people get together uh, and, and just read the scripture out loud on the podcast and, and have a a quick conversation about it. And it's just a way to kind of stir up revelation and, and stir up, uh, you know, what gets our attention um, in the word of God. It's kind of cool. And uh, just a reminder, we're not theologians. We're not Bible experts. We're just everyday disciples trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit in us uh, to reveal truth. So today's passage for Monday, July 12, is 2 Samuel 7, 1 through 14a. And I think I'll read that today, Brad. And uh, as I read it, just kind of pay attention to what grabs your attention, and we'll have a quick conversation about that. Sound good? Works for me. All right. 2 Samuel 7, God's promise to David. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I've been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Whether I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of the rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for all my people Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore, as they did at the beginning and have done ever since, the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. So the Lord declares to you, 
that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He's the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. And I'm going to read just a few more verses. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men, with flogging inflicted by human hands. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. The word of God. So Brad, as as I just read that out loud and as you've kind of been meditating on this passage, um, what, what kind of draws you in? What grabs your attention? I think the first thing that really grabbed me is, uh, is when God says in verse 5, he says, uh, are you the one to build me a house? Mm. Like it just, first it sounds, to me it comes across a little almost sassy. Like God's like, yeah. hey man, like do I really need you to build me a house? Yeah. And then it just, I don't know, it really to me made me think about like how, how sometimes I feel like I can get prideful and think, oh, God, God needs me to do this or God, God needs this or, oh, I need to do this for, and instead of, you know, listening first, sometimes leading with action, um, it seems like David was just like, oh, I have a cool house. God needs a cool house too. Mm-hmm. And kind of missed, I think David is missing the point on a lot of that. Yeah. I, I think, boy, that's good. A, a study and a case in missing the point, like how quickly we assume we know what God wants or needs or even wants from us. Um, and to me, like there, there's that step in there of taking time to listen and not assume, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the part that sort of, uh, got my attention, um, kind of in relation to that is, is, you know, David, I, I love, I love his, he's thinking of the Lord. You know, I appreciate that. He's thinking of the Lord. He, he's aware of what the Lord has given him in, in this season of rest and the blessing he has. And, and he wants um, he wants good for the Lord, too. So he has this idea, like, we need to build something for the Lord. You know, he's mm-hmm. in a tent. I'm in a house of cedar. Well, he's a, he's an action guy. So yeah. he's, he's not just going to hang out and do nothing. Yeah. So the part that, that then connected for me is, you know, so he goes to Nathan, the prophet, and like, um, hey, here's the deal. Uh, God's in a tent. I'm in a house. And, and Nathan just quickly replies like, hey, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Um, do whatever you know you have in mind. The Lord is with you. But then Nathan goes to sleep and God corrects him. God speaks mm-hmm. to Nathan like, uh, that's really not what you know you should say to David. Here's yeah. what you should say to David. You should tell him like, I've never asked for a house. You know, um, I appreciate you thinking of me, but um that, that's not what I have for you to do for me. You know, your, your son Solomon is going to do that. Um, it's, it's not for you to do. And um, I, I just like, I, I resonated with that. I, I think there's many times when I'm quick to respond or maybe react is the better word. Quick to react with a step or a word to someone, you know, and then I sleep on it and then I think about it and then I listen to the Lord and I realize that was impulsive. I shouldn't have said that. And I need to follow up now and come back around and uh, correct what I said or, or you know, expand on, on what I said, you know, after thinking about it and especially after listening to the Lord. And I just appreciated the humanity 
of of Nathan and David, you know, in these moments and um, the the role of like like taking a night to almost sleep on it, you know, before like the difference between I'm I'm quick to react sometimes when I should be slow to respond. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, because off the cuff, Nathan's like, yeah, you know, you're good with God, just go for it, because clearly mm-hmm. what you're feeling must be from him. And then he's like, Nathan should have stepped back and thought, oh, well, let's let's talk this through a second. Let's pray about it first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we think about this story, just some good questions to always ask whenever we engage the scriptures is, you know, what does this passage teach us about God? What does this passage teach us about people or our, ourselves? Like any thoughts of response, you know, as, as I pose those questions that come to mind for you? Yeah, I think, uh, let me find here, verse 11, if I can find verse 11 again. Um, basically, it says to me, you know, God doesn't need us to do anything for him. Like he's all powerful. Mm. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he allows us to join with him and do things for, like with him. Yeah. So where's that? Yeah. That makes me think as you look for that, it makes me think of like um, just this past week in our Bible reading plan, we read uh, a psalm that begins with the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Like he, everything belongs to him. He, he doesn't need anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that comes through in, in this story is um, that the Lord, is, he's pretty self-sufficient, you know, <laughs> and, and he bit. operates uh, pretty good, like um, portably. I mean, that's another thought that just mm-hmm. grabbed my, I've been resonating on or just kind of, meditating on and resonating with is um, that a tent is a portable structure. It's not a permanent structure. You know, a tent is mobile in, in God, uh, you know, has been operating uh, pretty sufficiently um, w- w- in a tent. And uh, it, it strikes me like um, to be careful not to try to put God in a permanent box. I, I think that's just another th- thought that came to, to me as I meditated on this passage is, how often do we like try to um, reduce God uh, to like a, a particular place or moment um, when he he's, he transcends that? Mm-hmm. You know, he he's God on the move and um, he, he he seems OK with that and, and he seems to do some good work, you know, um, mobily. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if that's resonating. Probably, probably better work. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like he's not so quick to need a, like a, a permanent place or palace, you know. Um, yeah, he wants to be among his people in the tent. He doesn't yeah. want to be like on some high hill somewhere where they come visit him or something. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was a place in the whole history of Israel like where the, the temple, you know, was important and significant, you know. Uh, but God's tent or dwelling place now isn't um, the tabernacle, you know, or it, it's, it's people. You know, we, we are the temple of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit and uh, God, God does his, his best work, you know, um, on the move, you know, out among where the people are. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like God, like gave in to, you know, the people's, the people want the house, like God doesn't want the house. So it's almost like God said, fine, let's build a house, even though I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And you guys aren't going to do it right anyways. But, you know, so God just kind of gave in just so people could do, have what they wanted. And then it still doesn't play out the way that they think it's going to anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing we're at 15 minutes already. But one other thing I want to throw out there um, that I'll, I'll just kind of close my part with this is 
The other piece that just kind of spoke to me in this story is that the, 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 there's a bigger story at play that we each get to play a piece of and a part in and a role in, but no one of us get to do everything. You know, like um, God used David in the life of Israel, you know, as a warrior king. Um, God's going to use Solomon then, his son, in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's a different generation. And um, how we need to um, be okay with, uh, you know, letting the next generation um, play their part and, and, and play their role. And um, we might not get to, we don't get to do everything because the, the people that, that are coming after us, our, our, our children, you know, the next generation, um, they, they, they have a role to play too. And we need to be okay with that. And we need to hold things loosely. You know, we need to be okay with being told like, no, you don't get to do that. This person gets to do that. Yep. And that's hard for us. It's hard for me sometimes, um, you know, to trust in that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, that's enough for today. Uh, obviously, this is just a sneak peek of um, I think Brad and I are not going to have any trouble filling 15 minutes a day with uh, thoughts from the Lord. Um, but but as you go into your day, whatever part of the day you're in, listeners, um, may, may, the, the, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We'll see ya. See ya.